and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry and Adrian. I'm Curry Terrell. With me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Adrian McMillan. <laughs> Is it too early for you? No, why? <laughs> I feel like you just stumbled a little bit, too. <laughs> I don't know. And we already redid it once. <laughs> I, we said our name one way for so long, my brain is just like... It's okay. How's it going? Happy rainy Saturday here in Los Angeles. I love all the rain. Me too. Do you really? Yes. The other when it was raining last time last week, I was driving with the windows down, playing my Twilight soundtrack. I know. It, yeah. I love Twilight. <laughs> I know you do. I know. Is it too soon for a remake? Mm mm. You ready I'll, for it? I'm ready. We're seeing Kristen Stewart live in person tomorrow. That's right, for Love Lies Bleeding, which is a new movie. <clears throat> it's I think it's like kind of like sci-fi horror-ish. Kind of like I feel like it's like Bonnie and Clyde a little bit, but the her girlfriend like turns into an alien bodybuilder. Who is the girlfriend? She's I think like a professional bodybuilder. Yeah. Everybody else in the trailer seemed famous. Yeah. Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris, which always just makes me think of Stanford on Sex and the City. Mm. And uh, what's his face says, Ed Harris, more like Ed have no Harris. That's bad. <laughs> so That's bad. really bad. <laughs> but it's just in my brain. That's coming to Netflix, Sex and the City. That's so weird. It is weird. I don't agree with that. No, but what can you do? What can you do? Um, How are you doing? I I feel fine. I feel awake, alive. I had an okay week. I'm trying to even think what I did. We did a lot. We did a lot. We went to Escob 7. Adrian did not come. I did not go. But Patrick went with me. Yeah. You guys had a blast. We had the best time. S Club 5. <laughs> Two of them were not there, but I did not care. No, it's okay. There were two moments this week where I was like, wow, I love living in L.A. Mm-hmm. One, S Club 7. Mm-hmm. Before S Club 7, we were at something, Les Mis, mm. and we walked past Justin Long, Justin Long and Kate Bosworth, yeah. just like at the mall. Yeah. That was another one. And then last night, there's just we go to movies, and then the people from the movie come out. Yeah. How wild is that? Yeah, that really only happens like two places or three places in the country. Yeah. I feel like it's in New York, San Francisco, and L.A. Yeah. That's sometimes it. Chicago. I wouldn't even say that there's ever really like Q and A's like that in Chicago. Sorry to all the Chicago listeners. Wow. <laughs> wow. Is Chicago Midwest? I don't okay, can I tell you something? You were talking about ways that you're getting to um on the trip you're going with your mother. To Texas. And the driving routes or whatever. And when you were saying the different ways that the states go, mm-hmm. I was like, What? For the record, I am not driving. I will be on an airplane there in three hours. Yes. My mother and my brother will be driving for three days. Yes. <laughs> there and back. <laughs> God bless them. But you're right. I mean, I I don't know. My friend used to be able to tell me how to get places in high school. My, my friend Isaac, he used to tell me how what freeways you could take to like go to like Washington, D.C. And then guess what? He worked for Google Maps. <gasps> Isn't that amazing? That actually is amazing. When Very people cool. say they want to do things and yeah. they do them, I'm yeah. always like, I know this boy who Chills. used to tell me he wanted to be a city planner. Yeah. He is a city planner. Amazing. That's shocking. That's following your dreams. That Honestly, good for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know anything about geography. That's okay. That's like lowest on the low. I don't know anything about directions. I know that for well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's okay. But God has blessed me in this day and age that if I need to go somewhere, I can just punch it in and it'll mm. tell me how to get there. If Unless you're, you remember this last week, there was that big old outage and there were people that were like stranded. That's true. But you can do downloaded maps, FYI. Do you even know what that is? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. You could download like your city map. That way, if you are ever out of service, it'll still work. You can still put directions in. Have you downloaded it? Yes. I do it for I did it in Japan. I did it here, New York, everywhere. Okay. I'm prepared. I'm a prepper. You are a prepper, but like in a functional way. It doesn't like consume you to where no. you can't go through life. No. Can you tell my lips are red? They are a little red. I put my lip plumper on. Do they feel tingly? Yeah. Wow. 
They're kind of burning a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? Put some water on. No, no, it's okay. Okay. Um, I, know I was going to say lick your lips, but then your tongue mm-hmm. will be tingly. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Um, the first thing I want to speak on this week is Wendy. I still haven't watched, but I know enough. Of course. I mean, it was literally, I think it's fascinating the world we live in now where they, like, networks release teasers, basically full scenes from whatever show is coming out. So it's discussed on social media for, like, days and days beforehand. It builds up the hype. It builds up the hype. But then sometimes I'm like, what? Can we ever just, like, let it wait no, they need engagement. That's the whole purpose. Yeah. They want numbers. Sometimes with the housewives, I'm like, I don't want to watch this if I'm going to watch it again in three days. Yeah. I don't want the clips. Right. But I get, I, I understand the it's necessary evil or whatever. You said it was devastating. Absolutely devastating. Yeah. No one is looking out for Wendy. Yeah. And not, do you think there's any going back? No. I mean, I'm not a doctor. No. She obviously has something very medically going on. Yeah. Um, and I don't think she appeared sober in the yeah. documentary or right. series or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, just because they would find her like in bed with empty bottles of alcohol. It's terrible. But everyone around her is there for the wrong reasons. Every single person, her family, her manager, this like publicist mm-hmm. that she has. If you're her publicist, you would not allow her to be filmed in that way. I thought that was her assistant. I mean, her her uh, niece. Her niece is also on there. But she seemed, people said we're like defending her. Saying that she seemed to be the only one that was like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. And she hadn't been to New York to visit her aunt since COVID. Oh, wow. So the courts made her leave Florida to go back to New York mm. because they thought her money was being abused in Florida where all her family is. Mm. Meanwhile, none of those people in Florida have been to see her. Mm. They said the beginning people were going, but it just got to be too much. Mm. That doesn't say a lot for your family if you going through something is too much. Yeah. Scary, very sad. Everybody should be very ish. And Lifetime really should not be airing that. But there was like an article where the producer was like, had we known it was like this, we wouldn't have done it. Well, it's out. Right. So obviously you weren't too far down the river that you were like, eh, it can still air. We can right. still get paid. Right. And I'm sure when, on Wendy's side of it yeah, and her manager's side of it, Wendy doesn't have a show anymore. Mm-hmm. And she has a lifestyle. I mean, her apartment in New York was very nice. Mm. Um. So I'm sure that that lifestyle requires money. Right. Um, so, of course, they're going to say yes to doing a documentary where she's being filmed. It just, everything around it was ick, total ick. I felt so bad. Yeah. It's hard because we see these clips of her every day that we are so familiar with. So watching her like that is like, sad. it's so sad. I still want to watch. Yeah. It was. It really was. But it was hard to watch. I watched all of it. Exactly. I mean, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. I am. But at least you admit it. I definitely admit it. But it just, me and my mom were talking. My mom used to watch Wendy every day, too. Yeah. Very sad. (laughs) I miss her hot topics. (laughs) I do think, like, she wants to obviously still work Mm. in a situation where she could be edited Mm -hmm. and have the space. Nothing live, obviously. I think she could do something. If she pulls herself together, um, sober wise, but if she's been diagnosed with like the thing that Bruce Willis has, yeah, aphasia, yeah, over time and obviously very quickly, she will no longer be able to like talk normally, yeah. So the window is closing, the window is closing, it might be closed, yeah. Sad, it is sad. I hope we don't ever see another documentary about her again, though. I think not, I think she needs to be. With her family or with Just people resting. in peace yeah. and away from everything. Agreed. Um, also, I wanted to, before we get into all the movies, I wanted to say this. Adrian's been watching Love is Blind. Addicted. I've never gotten so hooked to a TV show. I don't think. A reality TV show. What's fun about Love is Blind, too, is it's so short. Yeah. Like, it comes well, not out. really. And not really. It's a lot of episodes, but it comes out in, like, a couple chunks and then it's over. Yeah. It's not like you're with it for a year. No, of course. And something I always love is that the reunion is a year after the season ends. That's fun. So we really know, did these people make it at the end? We got an accurate recap. There's three couples walking down the aisle. Spoiler alert, if you haven't been watching. Mm. Do you think any of the three of them will be married? Johnny and his girlfriend. Is Mm -hmm. that his name? 
Mm-hmm. Amy. Amy. Them. Clay and AD. I think something's going to happen. And Chelsea and... Um, Jimmy. Jimmy. I love them. I'm one of the only people. I think... He, I. They're cringe. <laughs> it's so cringe. I can't even watch it. But he, I think, obviously has his faults. She definitely has his her faults. Yeah. But he wants to make it work. Yeah, he definitely wants to make it work. Yeah. I give him credit for that. I think so, too. Um. I mean, this has been a nuts one. I think, like, one of their better seasons. The last season, I know you haven't watched, but it was terrible. Mm. Like, none of the couples were really making it. Mm. They were all just, like, you could tell they all wanted to be on TV. But isn't that fun, the part of them not making it? Yes, but, like, at the end of it, you want somebody to make it. And the couple... I don't think you do. Of course, you you want some love. I know, when they were doing the wedding dress. Okay, now look, you got to buy into the fantasy a little Mm. bit. People fall in love in a week, in a day. No, they don't. <laughs> but, okay, in the show's defense, they have had a pretty decent track record. At least Great. a couple is still married from every season. Let's see in 30 years. Let's see in 10 years. You're right. I don't think it's sustainable, but great. I hope it works out. Wow. But I do love it, and I can't wait for next week. Yeah, next week is the wedding, and I think the week after is the <gasps> reunion. I'm so pissed. I know. I hate that it's over. I say I love it, and I hate it at the same time. Okay, into the films we go. We're starting hot and heavy. The movie of Patrick's lifetime. Dune. Dune part two. Um, starring Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson. Austin Butler, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, mm-hmm. and a million other people. Stellan Skarsgård, yeah. Leah Sadu, Charlotte Rampling, Christopher Walken. How do you not mention him? Give us a synopsis. Okay, if you have not, if you're not familiar with Dune, it's basically about. It's a little spacey, but it takes place mostly in the desert or like in sand in the future. Yes. Um, and it is about this boy and his family who are like royalty and all these other royal families from all these different planets. Mm -hmm. And they're all fighting over spice spice production, which is basically like when they stir up the sand in the desert spice that looks like cinnamon floating Mm -hmm. around basically is they it can make money off of it. Correct. Because it's like integral to how they travel through space. Exactly. It's also about, um, like, Timothy Chalamet is apparently this prophet yeah. um, that is fulfilling this prophecy, basically, of this guy who comes and, like, saves all these people. Right. So this movie especially is about him and his mother, who is Rebecca, trying to convince all these people that he is... The Messiah. The Messiah. But it's not biblical, but of course, like most old books, it sort of has a biblical... For sure. ...sort of similarity. Um, You go first. I don't even... I, like, I don't even know how to process it. It's, uh, it is unlike anything you've ever seen. That's true. And also, it's just so starkly different than the first one. The first one is kind of slow, but obviously we are obsessed with it. But it like really is about like setting up this world and telling you what's going on, why it's happening. But then this movie picks up literally like minutes after the first one ends. Which I loved. But just never lets you go. It's like action. It's drama. It's romance. It's everything. 100%. And I wouldn't say it's like sci-fi in the way that like Star Wars is. It's like high sci-fi. Low, Star, or Star Wars to me is like low sci-fi. This is high sci-fi. It's like art. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. just the way it's shot is so crazy. It's the, All the acting is unreal. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it for a third time today. Oops. We saw the first time on Sunday night at the like fan first preview thing in IMAX. You saw it Thursday night in IMAX, and you're seeing it tonight at the Chinese Theater. In IMAX. In IMAX. It's unreal. I could see it like five more times. I think we probably will. 
It really was good. It, I thought of it too, like Lord of the Rings. The first one was sort of the setup where you got to meet all the characters. Yeah. The middle one is really the meat and potatoes. Yeah. And then the third one is sort of like, let's wrap this up. Exactly. This is sort of how the first one was like, let's meet all the characters and set everything up. Yeah. Just when you get into it and it gets going, it's like, that's the end of the movie. Right. And then this one is like, here's the story. It just knocks it out of the park. It really was very good. It's amazing. All the acting is excellent. The effects feel so real. Yeah. Nothing feels like green screen mess, which no. is a lot of the action movies that we yeah. come to now. And also, I'm literally getting chills thinking about it, but to see those four young actors who are like the face of this like new acting generation, it's yeah. Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Zendaya, and then Timothy, it is really, really amazing. Yeah. And Florence like isn't in it a lot, but she is just so like stoic and beautiful and unreal. And totally. Austin, of course, obviously is like different than anything he's ever done. It's the role of a lifetime for him. Also, after everybody was so critical of him after it's like funny, everybody loved Elvis. He got yeah. nominated for everything. And then all we've done since is like rip him apart for Elvis yeah. for being Elvis. It was really good timing for his career. I think so too. Cause now he's done something totally different that everybody will see. Exactly. And he's excellent. And Timothy is better than ever. Honestly, he is, and it's fascinating in that video we watched the other day. He said his icon, like his idols, were Leo Joaquin. and Joaquin. And I thought, I mean, we can see that. Yeah. That's the choices that you're making. Exactly. Amazing. It really, if you are going to go see it, which you should, see it on a very large screen. Yeah. Like bigger than you can think. Yeah. Look for the biggest IMAX screen you can. Also, Zendaya, I kept thinking she has the other movie coming out, the tennis movie. Challengers. She's so starkly different in those two things. She's Unreal. incredible. She is. She really convinced me this time. Such a movie. You didn't watch Euphoria, really? No. She's unreal on that. A superstar. We highly recommend Dune Part 2. Dune Part 2. See, on the biggest screen, if Kelly Clarkson says it, yes, it must she be did. true. She gave a glowing review last night. There are some movies that are meant to be seen in theaters. Yes. That in is theaters one of them. everywhere. Yep. Across the country. Yep. 4,000 screens. Les Mis, 150 screens. <laughs> and we saw one of them. Adrian hated it. I did. Um, we're also going to talk about Problemista, which we saw last night, the new A24 movie starring Julio Torres and Tilda Swinton. Some other famous faces pop in. Yeah. Um, it is about a boy who is trying to work through his immigration process and he wants to work for Hasbro and uh, he hasn't gotten that dream job yet. So he works for this other woman who's curating an art show or trying to for her deceased husband who has been frozen. (laughs) Um, And she's like devil wears Prada on acid beyond. Um, it, we saw it last night. He directed it, wrote it, and is the star of it, which we love. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It's really unlike anything we've ever seen. When I tried to rate it on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. it kept deleting my words as I was writing them. I don't know what was going on. I was like, do I have a virus? I don't know what was going on. I closed the app. I did it again. It did the same thing. Everything I typed, it would literally, as soon as I let go of the screen, it would take it away. I don't know what was going on. That's weird. So it's not rated yet. (laughs) I gave it five stars. I saw. It really is. I describe it as just like a breath of fresh air. It's weird. It's quirky. Cuckoo bananas. It's very funny. It's heartwarming. And it's just like unlike anything you've seen. It's just so interesting. What a fascinating way of telling that story. Absolutely. And he talks last night a little bit about how a lot of it is based on his real experiences right. and him being in New York um, as he was a a new school alumni just like me mm-hmm. um, and I mean he really wrote he like it just he really knew how to celebrate himself yeah like every he wrote totally in his favor yes all the jokes were so funny and so his brand of humor yeah. and it did remind me a lot of like those quote-unquote like mumblecore movies of, like uh-huh. the 2010s uh-huh. like uh francis haw a little bit because it's not it's like very dry humor yep 
and like dumb humor. It's like people tripping. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's so just real life. Yeah, I loved it. I cried. I did not cry, but I did laugh the whole movie. Yeah, it's like uh, in this day and age, a comedy. That's what I really want. Yeah, I mean that's what I've always wanted. But if a movie makes everybody in the theater laugh, forty five minutes in, still, yeah. you know, I'm past just like somebody falls yeah. or like somebody yeah. farts. Yeah. It's like that's a success. I think so. And also, like I told you last night in the car, he walked in, everybody was clapping, yeah. everybody was laughing the whole movie. That must be such a good feeling. Of course. Yeah. But it isn't for everyone. Definitely not for everyone, but definitely for the A24 crowd. <laughs> yes, and then some, I think. And then some, for sure. It's just so good. I think you definitely should rent it. Not it's, go see it? No, you should. I don't yeah. think it'll play in a ton of theaters, though. Yeah. I think it's opening the same weekend as Dune. Which that was funny when he was talking about yeah, that. Yeah, he was like, I don't care. Yeah, it's not like they're really competing for no. box office dollars. No, but it sh- it should be seen. It's like the perfect plane movie. Definitely a good plane movie. Yeah. But go see it in theaters if it's near you. Yeah. I laugh every time I get on a plane that I have downloaded all of these things to watch. And I, if there's a screen, I abandon them immediately. Mm-hmm. Literally, if there's a screen on a thing, I don't even touch my iPad. Because I'd much rather just scroll through and watch Bridget Jones' Diary. Are you on planes going cross-country without screens? Uh, yes. What are that, you talking about? What airline so I don't fly them? Well, first of all, you know, I don't ever fly for cross-country without a layover. Well, that's okay. So it's not always a six-hour flight. So a lot of times it's smaller planes, so they don't have screens. Most of the time I don't have a screen. That's unforgivable. It is, but I mean, I have my iPad, so I don't even think about it. But if I have that thing in front of me where I can scroll through the movies, I would rather watch Mamma Mia on the screen in front of me than to watch the thing I have downloaded to watch. That's unforgivable. I, like... Yeah. I need a TV screen. Uh, who are you telling? But it, it's sometimes you, I can't afford the flights that have TV screens. I don't think it's about price. Yeah, some airlines, budget airlines, don't tend to have the TVs on the back. Southwest never has the TVs on the back. I forget Southwest goes across the country. Yeah. I think if Southwest was like a local. They used to be really affordable flights. Yeah. They are not anymore. Now it's a lot of times more expensive than like Delta. JetBlue is the one. I know. JetBlue flies to Raleigh like once a day. Mm -hmm. Take it. No, it just doesn't always work out like that. <laughs> also, uh, my friend Rob told me I laugh like Chucky, and I can't stop thinking about it. Every time I've laughed the last couple of days, I think about it. That's rude. Do you think I sound like Chucky when I laugh? No. I don't even know what that sounds like. Did you watch the Strangers trailer yet? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, we're going to dip into the last four. Okay, I have to apologize. We did do six last time, and I knew it because I said we were talking for a very long time. You said one more, question mark? And I thought, you know what? That does feel right. And then I was going through the list today. I think I had written Oppenheimer twice. We need an intern. We need... (laughs) I need the Lord, honestly. Um, But, yeah. So I apologize if you thought last time these aren't evenly divided in half. Right. A.K.A. I'm apologizing to you, Adrian. Um, the first, so we're going to talk about the other four Best Picture nominees to prepare you next week for the, the Oscars, Oscars, which I cannot believe are in one week. We'll be watching them. The big excitement of this week towards the Oscars, they're going to do the presenters like they did 10 years ago, where all the they have an acting nominee or previous winner come out and announce each nominee. That's fun. Did I say that right? Does that make sense, what I even just said? Yes. Previous winners will be on stage yeah. to present the new winner of the award. Exactly. <laughs> I cannot wait. I loved when they did that last time. Yeah, it was good. At the end of the day, there are the big award shows, Emmys, Grammys. I mean, all of them are big to me, but Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, mm. Tonys. I want to see legends. Mm-hmm. That's like the Grammys this year. That's where they got it right. Mm. There were a lot of legends. Yeah. The Tonys always have people of yesteryear. Totally. The Emmys did all those, um, like, the, like the cast were there from like Cheers, Martin, Ally McBeal. That was that's exactly what I want. Yeah. So the Oscars, that's what it should be. Okay. Um, the first one we're going to talk about today, 
American fiction starring Jeffrey Wright, Erica Alexander, Sterling K. Brown, Tracy Ellis Ross, Issa Rae. Mm. It is about a man who is an accomplished author yeah. who has sort of gotten into a rut and he is trying to figure out what he can write to like propel his career further. And so he writes, uh, he goes to a conference. He sees Issa Rae has written basically a very stereotypical black book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, as a joke, he gets drunk and writes this horribly stereotypical, like the worst of the worst uh, book, and it sells. And all these people are into it, and it he's all of a sudden famous. He's like on magazines. He gets movie deals, all this stuff like that. But he is not that guy in real life. So he is sort of hiding his identity. So that's half the story. And that's honestly what the entire trailer and marketing campaign looks like. It's also a story about this man, same man who is going through the loss of his mother and she's sick and there's another death in the movie that I won't spoil and sort of like his family grieving and moving forward. That's too much of a summary. (laughs) You told us the whole story. I'm sorry. I really did not like that movie. I don't understand. I loved it. Mm -hmm. It really didn't do it for me. Jeffrey Wright, to me, is not somebody who makes me want to go to the movies. I think he's a good actor. Not a lead. But he is, he he does not, to me, always feel, feel like, like, sometimes when I see him, I'm like, okay, okay. He kind of is the same person in every movie. Yes. However, in this, I loved him. Okay. I thought it was an excellent showcase for him. Mm -hmm. Very funny. He reacted or he like had such amazing chemistry with everybody in the movie. And again, it's his whole story, the whole movie. Um, I think it was marketed a little strange for what the movie actually is. Mm. And I know we talked about, is this really like an award season kind of movie? No, But I loved it again. It made me laugh a lot. I thought it was very heartwarming. I love seeing Erica Alexander in something. It was nice to see her. What were we watching the other day where she was on? The SAG Awards. Mm. Um, yeah. It was not for me. But didn't you laugh? No. Actually, I don't think. I think Patrick <laughs> and I didn't laugh once. Caroline and me went to see it at the screen unseen thing with yeah. AMC. That was fun. Yeah. And seeing people like get excited when it came on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really. I thought the first time I saw the trailer, everybody in the theater laughed. And then when we saw it in real life, everybody laughed. Are you going to see what it's nominated for? Oh my gosh. Wow. Again, as we need to just hit a button like last week that says my note just completely disappeared. Okay. Um we it is nominated. Oh my god. I just, I'm spiraling. Best picture, best actor, best supporting actor for Sterling K. Brown, which he is really good in the movie. You don't yeah, think so? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but eh. adapted screenplay and best score. Okay. Score? Could you tell me anything about the score? Now that I could not. But I don't actually think about the score some except unless it's something that really stands out to me. Got it. Like um Dune. Yes, Zone of Interest. Yeah. If Bill Street could talk, my favorite yeah. score of all time. Yeah. Um Yeah, I can't really remember the score, but I I had a great time with the movie. Good. I don't have high hopes for it winning. No. Um, and I think Paul Giamatti, any any comedy momentum that he would have as being like the alternative to the heaviness of Oppenheimer, I think Paul Giamatti is soaking that up. Completely agree. Um, next, we're going to talk about Past Lives, Greta Lee, T.O.U., and John Magaro. Magaro? Magaro? I might have mispronounced that. Um, it is nominated for Best Picture and Best Original Screenplay. That is criminal. It is the best movie of the year. One, I'd say hands down. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is one of. Yeah. Of course, it's nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, it is about a woman who dated this boy when she was like 10. Mm-hmm. She came to America, and they stayed in touch through... Skype and Facebook or whatever and reconnected when they were like 20 Mm -hmm. and then sort of lost touch again and now they're reconnecting at like 30. With her in a relationship. With her fully married. Yeah. And 
Um, yeah. Is that a good synopsis? I think it is. Sort of grap, grap, grappling, grappling with, with that. And, and she is, uh, where was she from? Korea, South Korea? Yes. So there is just like that, like kind of, they really talk about like the cultural element of their relationship while of they course. were still overseas and what it means when they're n- now in America and what their life could have been like. It's really sad. It really is sad. What I love about it is it's literally just the three people, the whole movie, basically. Yeah. And there's no villain. No. She is just figuring out her feelings with this past romance that she has had, this boy who's been a huge part of her story. She is also figuring out her current relationship with her husband and how that they sort of can exist at the same time. Yeah. And her husband in normal films would be the bad guy or they would do something to make him seem like something was not good or they had like trouble or something, but it's not that at all. He's honestly kind of supportive of her, like seeing him and reconnecting with him and all that. But he conveys the hurt that he's going through without saying it so well. Yeah. It gives me chills. Should all three of them should have been nominated. Should have been nominated and should honestly be winning everywhere. Should have been a contender. As Scott Feinberg (laughs) says on the Hollywood reporter. (laughs) Julia Butters, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> who's in the movie for two seconds. The legendary should have been a contender. Um, this is the movie that you should watch. Yes. Out of all of the nominees, this is one of them that you should watch. Because let's be real, you've already seen Barbie. You've seen Barbie. You've A good chunk of people have probably seen Oppenheimer. Yeah. Or it's not something they're ever going yeah. to watch. This is the third. Yeah. It really... It broke my heart. It broke my heart. And seeing it again, I hadn't seen it since the summer when it came out or like early fall or whatever, hit exactly the same. I love that. It's so good. Greta Lee is so good in it. And she was briefly in this other movie we were talking about earlier, Problemista, and she was amazing in it. She really... She was literally in the movie for five minutes and is um, unreal. Yeah. The best actress group this year was so tough. Yeah. I know every year people say that, but like this year, especially there's like eight of them that really should have been nominated. I agree. I don't fault any of them, of course, because it's not their fault. But it's like you know, it's I, I wanted Greta. <laughs> I did. Um, next, we're going to talk about maybe the best actress. Spoiler: Anatomy of a Fall. Wow. Um, Sandra Huller, Swan are loud. And Milo Mikado Grainer, who is the little boy. Oh, my God. Who is unreal. It is about a woman. What is it nominated for? It is nominated for... I know. I don't. I just don't have... Oh, my God. Okay. Now I'm nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Original, Screenplay, and Best Editing. Amazing. As we spoke of last week, not nominated for Best Foreign Film mm-hmm. because... It uh, they chose the taste of things over it because of something the director said politically at like a festival. Mm-hmm. Um, Anatomy of a Fall is about a woman who lives. Where does she live? Somewhere very cold and snowy. Well, aren't they in like Switzerland? Switzerland. But then they like are fr- like northern France, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it basically she and her husband are fighting. And her husband falls out of a window, and the whole movie is basically, did she do it or did she not do it? What a great title of a movie, Anatomy of a Fall. When I saw the trailer, I thought, this is going to be the movie. Yeah. It gave me chills. And then watching it, I was aghast. Absolutely unreal. She is uncreated. Unreal, incredible. I'm trying to say unreal and incredible at the same time. Absolutely incredible. And masterclass of acting. Absolutely. Across the board. One of the best performances you're ever going to watch. She should have won every single award this season, but again, very competitive year. Yeah. Um, it is, it, a lot of it is a courtroom drama, but the way they do the court system there. It is so different, and they basically can ask them a question, and then the defendant can answer right away, like in real time. So it's more like a conversation they're having with the people on trial. So that is fascinating. And the attorney, the son, 
the husband who's only in it like actually for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes and like mm-hmm. a flashback mm-hmm. absolutely unreal oh my god the first time we saw it we were in the theater next to um taylor oh right and all you could hear in the background was are you ready for it boom <laughs> boom boom and anatomy <laughs> fall is silent so i mean it was like we were basically had one ear at the concert one ear into the movie That's not bad. the viewing experience no, they should know better um but i saw it again don't worry we highly highly recommend yeah could be second best movie of the year yeah we and some people think she could win and a lot of people think that she could win like where emma stone for poor things and lily lily gladstone are kind of like dividing up the the crew because remember it's all preferential right so it's like how many votes do you get in like a certain ranking versus like the person that gets the most votes exactly they rank them first to fifth yes so if like someone gets enough second place votes they would be the winner yes it's very strange but maybe maybe we'll get an upset maybe we'll get a tie so the oscars and the circle have the exact same voting system yeah how does that make you feel? Well, I was going to say to America, kind of like the Electoral College. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, that's just what I was thinking as well. Um, our, our final Best Picture nominee. Dun, 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 take a guess. Couldn't tell you. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, right. Uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, Robert De Niro. Nominated for... Here we go. Best picture, director, actress, supporting actor, cinematography, film editing, production design, costume design, original score, original song. And last night I looked up what the original song was because I'd never heard it. It is good. Mm. Continue. It is a movie about, I honestly, I could not tell you. I haven't watched it since we watched it and I can barely remember. It's about the tribe of native americans that live in osage county yes and the white folk can come fuck it up for all of them excuse my french for the oil literally destroyed all of them by marrying into their families having kids with them and then murdering them yes so they could be in the will and obtain all the oil rights because the original osage county reservation residents were the owners of all those people or all of those uh those oil reservations. They were like, they, didn't they say in the movie they were like the richest people in the in the country? Literally. And all these people came in and took it from them. Awful. A.K.A. Reed Drummond and her family. Now that's the twist. The pioneer woman of Food Network fame. And Walmart merchandise and Walmart, fame. Merchandise fame. Darlene. Her husband's family is in like law books from like the 1800s involved in these cases. From Killers of the Flower Moon. His, like, brother or uncle or somebody is still, like, in the freaking government there. I think about once a week where she tweeted or posted and said, if my husband does not come home and take me to see A Star is Born tonight, I'm divorcing him. It's so funny. I love her. I do love her, too. I love the Pioneer Woman. But it's just, it's fascinating to think how such a relevant person in our day-to-day age is involved in a story that, honestly, like, in the grand scheme of things, didn't really happen that long ago. Yep. I think the movie takes place in like the 1900s because they're driving cars and stuff. Yes. The early 1900s. Leonardo DiCaprio was not nominated, which was a big controversy at the time. Yeah. But I thought he was good. It was a good. I mean, the thing is, he's always good. It's like Meryl Streep. Always good. Yeah. So but this was a little bit of a different role for him. I could see the argument. I, the movie is great. I really enjoyed it, but I haven't really thought about it since we watched it. Yeah. It has one of the worst performances we've ever seen. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's in it. This is first post-Whale Oscar. Awful. It is painful to watch. Yeah, it's really bad. Lily Gladstone is unreal in the movie. She's so good. Um, it I would, would ar- be amazing to see her win. Oh, my gosh. All of her speeches have been great. Yeah. I. She's funny. Yeah. Like, I, she's everything you want in an award show contender, and she's excellent in the movie. Of There's course. just something about... I still think it really is a su- supporting performance. Agreed. She's not in like half the movie. Correct. Um, also, we've talked about it. If you drive around LA, they have changed all the marketing. When it first came out, it was like a big picture of Leo. Yeah. And now it's a huge picture of Lily and Leo's looks like he's like a fifth banana in the background. <laughs> and you're like, okay, 
All right. Uh, okay. Whatever you say. Yeah. Oh, Whatever that means. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, but I think she has a great chance of winning. Yeah. It'll it, make for a good show. For sure. That's the one that like... Mm-hmm. It's, but we have to wait like three hours to watch it because it's the end. I know. All those best actor, actors, actresses go at the end. Yes. Oh. Okay. Rapid fire. I want you to tell me. Who do you think is going to win the big five, six? Best picture, Oppenheimer. I also vote Oppenheimer. Best director, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, I do too. Best actor, Paul Giamatti. And I'm going to say it's going to be Killian. Best actress, Emma Stone. I'm also thinking it's Emma. What's the fifth? Uh, Supporting actor and supporting actress. Oh, supporting actor... Robert Downey Jr. Yes, correct. Thank you. Supporting actress. Davine. Not yes. even a question. I'm yes. telling you, if you're w- putting money or you're going to an Oscar party and checking the box. Put $1,000 on her. That's the one. There's not. Don't even read the rest of the list. Not saying those aren't amazing performances and yeah. don't deserve. Yeah. But I'm saying as far as winning, yeah. she's winning. I wish there would be an upset, though. How fun. No. Yes. But, you know, all I can think is, so Daniel Brooks is nominated for Color Purple. Mm-hmm. And they were going to have previous Oscar folks mm-hmm. come out. Oprah did not win, but she was nominated for the same part. Mm. Do you think it's going to be Oprah? Maybe. It should be. Well, they usually announce all the announce the, the presenters. I haven't seen her on there. But maybe it'll be a surprise. I hope so. Yeah. I it's going to be so. a fun show, y'all. Those are the ones you should be watching before uh, Sunday, March 10th at, I think, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Correct. And if you are um, wanting to watch Past Lives, which we've highly recommended, it does stream on Friday, I think. It starts streaming. I think on Peacock. Oh, really? Um, I could have swore all those A24 movies were going to Max, but... Maybe it is Max. Just search it. You'll find it. Yeah. I'm I'm not a um, scholar. Are we doing a voicemail? We're doing a voicemail. When do we do that? Now. I'm going to play it, and then I'm going to put in the audio of the voicemail. Okay. Does that work? That works for me. So, go. We have established a hotline, and you can call, and you can leave us a voicemail. You can also text, which I didn't even know until y'all started texting it, (laughs) which I love. But basically, you can call, you can ask us any, or text us, whichever, uh, and ask any question that you want about anything 919-675-2428 which is 919 oh, oh my god 919-675-chat chat <laughs> jesus i need help am i just picking one pick pick your favorite so we had we are so blessed we had several this week yeah because we've been posting about it and sharing it on our social medias um and so if we're gonna pick one, but we'll pick we'll play the others too at a different time. We will. Well, I mean, yeah. If we have like a week where we don't have one, or oh yeah, of course. We've yeah, we'll play them. Why so not? do you want to text it or do you want a voicemail? Whichever you pick, you're the holder of the phone in your hand. This is a big. It's like pulling a rat. I feel like somebody's getting a prize. Okay, I'm gonna do one that I think is a is a good topic of conversation. Okay. Um. Here we go. Are okay. you ready? I'm nervous. You should be able to hear it. Okay. Um. And then the listeners will hear the actual audio. Hi, Let's Chat team. Long time listener, first time caller. My name is Alex Mackey, and I just wanted to first of all say that I love your show, and I'm so obsessed, and I'm so happy that you're back after your hiatus. Um, My question for you is around the romantic comedy genre. As I think I've shared with you on a personal level, this tends to be my sweet spot, and we really haven't had a good romantic comedy in years. So I just wanted your opinion on the current status of the rom-com genre, or should we call it romantic comedy, and what you think is coming for the future. Thanks so much. Have a great day. I think that's a good question. It's a great question, something that haunts us. All the time. When I think about romantic comedy, the the last really fun romantic comedy that I saw in theaters, are you? Do you know what the answer is? No, but I'm gonna already argue with you. Marry me. Marry me was a bop. It's so good. Yes. What were you gonna say? This year, uh-huh. we have had anyone but you. 
Which, That's true. For better or worse, whether you thought it was the best, it yeah. wasn't the best movie of all time. Yeah. No, was it a tried and true rom com yeah. with like all the hijinks of like an early two thousands rom com? Yes. Yes, of course. It's made two hundred million dollars. Amazing. <laughs> so I do think we will see yeah. that genre get a little bit of a boom in the next like year. I think it's interesting too for them, for Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney, they're looking to make another movie together. So like I would love to see a resurgence of like rom-com movies yes. that have the same leads in it. Kind of like Richard Meg, Gere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That same kind of idea. That would be cool in like our modern day and age. Yes. Yeah. I also think, unfortunately, a lot of those movies have been relegated to like streaming mm-hmm. service originals yeah. and they're not good. No. Like Lindsay Lohan has her new movie coming out, but yeah. that doesn't, f- it, it feels a little yeah. not great. Not a high quality film. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. But will I be watching? Of course. I just think, um, but I do think that Anyone But You mm-hmm. is a good, solid rom-com that made a lot of money yeah. and I think will sort of push next year. Also, Ticket to Paradise made good money. That's right. And I love that. I didn't end up seeing that. We This sort of all relates to what we talk about all the time, which is the age of movie stars mm-hmm. has sort of ended or like is ending even though timothy and zendaya are keeping it alive Mm -hmm. and booming Mm -hmm. as are sydney and glenn or whoever um but i think that sort of goes hand in hand so that's why we are definitely trending towards a resurgence we hope so and i'm just hoping that we are coming to the end of the rom-coms where they're running from the mafia yeah (laughs) because that was a long time i don't need to see anybody like uh what's the ones coming out soon that we see the trailer for every day. Fall Guy. Oh, my God. Is that what's called Fall yeah. Guy? I don't need to see movie stars, beautiful movie stars that are going to end up kissing. I don't need to see them on a hunt. On an international chase. It's, ne- it's spy movie. Like, that genre, I hate. Just yeah. let them kiss and, like, eat something that and makes fight. their mouth swell yeah, yeah. and, like, <laughs> stupid stuff. That's what we want. A good fashion yeah. Julia Roberts yeah. rom-com. Totally. 91975-CHAT. Nine one nine six seven five two four two eight. I'm wow. good. I listen to the radio. I love. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, we are going to wrap this up with our songs of the week. Adrian, mine. Um, I'm excited for because, as I told you last week, we need some men on our on our music yes. playlist. So far, we have four women. Yeah, iconic women, but yeah. Mine is Ryan Beatty, uh, the song Bruises Off the Peach. Something's missing, and that's all right, I promise. I'm gonna give it until August. I'm not a Christian. Careless like a common You couldn't have me if you wanted I cut all the bruises off the peach Not as beautiful but still as sweet There you go again with all your next week <gasps> i'm going solo he which i i had realized but then kind of forgot and then rediscovered came from like the tyler the creator world oh. he was like background singing like did stuff with them like that whole group of people and now makes music on his own and he's really good he is good yeah i think he's on the rise elton john shouted him out so he's definitely yeah on the upswing. Totally. Um, my song of the week is instead of uh, one woman, going to be five women in oh. a group called The Last Dinner Party, the song Nothing Matters. I have my sentence now. At last, I know just how you felt. 
was on my new music mix. Really? I think so. Wow. Okay. Um, it's a bop, and they're excellent. Yeah. Anything else you need to say? What do we have coming up this week? The Oscars. The Oscars. We're going to a live reading of um, I Love That For You. Oh Me and gosh, Patrick yes. are. Kristen Stewart tomorrow. Kristen Stewart Q&A tomorrow. We are stacked. We want you to send us to your screenings. Yes. Make us go. We will go, and we'll talk about it. And if we don't like it. We'll tell you. We'll tell you. And if we do like it, we'll tell you even twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Also, if you uh, prefer to listen to our podcast on YouTube, yes. you can do that now. Yes, you can. So basically, anywhere that you listen to a podcast, if it does not have us, let us know because we're going to put it there. Exactly. We have really branched out. I'm, I think we I'm have. We're going to make a TikTok, I think. <laughs> it's going, we're, we're trying to be everywhere. We're trying to be in your house. Exactly. In your car. On your Zoom. On your Zoom. <laughs> on your iPad. Um, and yes, we will be back with a new episode on the day of the Oscars, I think. Yes, Oscars. Next week we're going to talk all things Oscars. Yeah. I really cannot wait. We'll see you then. We'll see you then. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Chat with Curry and Adrian. If you enjoyed the show, and we know you did, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. Keep the conversation going by following me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Curry Terrell, and Adrian on Instagram at Adrian McMill, and Twitter at Yo Adrian McMill. Discover our weekly song picks by adding our playlist on Spotify or Apple Music, all linked in this week's episode description. Got questions or feedback? Email us at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye, y'all.